We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. All right, if you you have a Bible, I would love for you guys, please, to to turn to... um, the book of Hebrews. I was so, so encouraged when uh, Sheetal shared that word that she had on faith. She had actually uh, uh, Slack messaged the eldership team that she was feeling stirred around this theme of faith. And as it turns out, faith is the message that I actually wanna be preaching on tonight and kind of kickstarting this leadership summit for us this weekend by speaking on the subject of faith. Before we get to the scriptures that I want to teach on tonight, I want to ask you, um, in your um, bags, in your gift bags, you would have received a journal. I'm going to ask you to take that out with the pen. If you didn't get a gift bag, you can grab one afterwards, but um, in the meantime, use your smartphone. But uh, grab those journals, page one. I want to ask you to write a few things down. Um, in, on the first page of that journal that I, I wanna encourage you to, to use to provide some context to this weekend. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about a promise that God has given you that is still to be fulfilled. I want you to think about a promise that God has given you that is not yet fulfilled, that is still to be fulfilled. And I want you to write a word or a very short phrase or a, or a short sentence that will remind you of that promise. A, a, a promise that God has given you, you specifically, you personally, that is yet to be fulfilled. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to do the same thing, but I want you to write a promise that, that is for a friend, that God has given a friend that you and your friend are standing for and trusting for God to to fulfill. Don't write a promise that you want that friend to receive that the Lord hasn't given them, but write a promise that God has given that friend and that you and your friend are trusting to see fulfilled. What has God said to you? What has God said to your friend? And then thirdly, I want you to write a short phrase or a word or a, a short sentence that describes a promise that you are trusting, uh, that, that God has given you for a community of which you are a part. It could be that you are trusting for breakthrough in your workplace. It could be that you are trusting for greater impact in your neighborhood or, you, or your heart's cry is to see God heal our city. Or it could be a, a promise that you know God has given Anthem Church that we are still standing in faith for. I want you to write a, a word or a phrase or a sentence that describes a promise God has given you, a promise God has given a friend, and a promise that God has given for a community of which you are a part. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to your friends? What is God saying to our community, to your community? And the reason I'm asking you to write these down is is these things, they describe the, the, the headlines of some of the things that God has promised you, some of the the kingdom impact that God wants to release in you and release through you and release around you. And, and, And these things are important because they describe, they summarize things that we are believing God for. It's important that we refer back to these things that you are writing down throughout this weekend because they're gonna provide context for the messages that you're gonna be hearing the workshops that you're gonna be part of, the things that God is gonna be saying through our speakers. 
through the worship. And if we don't have a context for, for the specific things that God wants to say in us and say to us, then this weekend can be really interesting information, but we're trusting for way, way much more than just interesting information. We're trusting that God would impart, that God would speak powerfully into every heart throughout this weekend. Tonight, what I wanna speak to you about is the fact that God is so much more than just a headline writer. God is doing so much more in your life than just writing these particular headlines in your life. God is crafting an incredible, breathtaking, unique, one-of-a-kind, never-been-told-before story. It's a faith journey that you and I are on. And the incredible thing is that God, by His grace, is inviting us to participate and partake with Him in writing the story. And our contribution to this journey is our response by faith. We've been speaking a lot about faith as a church over these last three years. If you've been part of Anthem Church for, for a, a decent amount of time, you will know that we've been speaking on the, on the subject of faith, on the subject of trusting God, on the subject of believing God. And so what I wanna do for the first kind of 10 minutes is remind us of some of the things that we've learned over the last three or four years about faith. And that'll also help those who are newer to the church to, to catch up and to, and to learn some of our convictions around the subject of faith. First thing about faith is this. Every faith journey starts with the Word of God declaring or making known the promises of God. Every faith journey starts with the Word of God declaring or making known the promises of God. Look down at your journals, look at your smartphones. You will see there promises that God has, has made known to you and it has come to you as He has spoken His heart and His intent to each of you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight is the first verse that I want us to have a look at. Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight starts with these words, by faith, by faith. If we hope to, to make any impact for, for God, if we hope to make any kingdom impact into the spheres of influence entrusted to us by the Lord, let me tell you, it has to be by faith. That is, how, that is how we count for Jesus. That is how we count for the kingdom of God. Verse six tells us why. Without faith, without faith living in us, we are powerless. It is impossible for us to please God. Verse eight, Hebrews 11, verse eight. By faith, Abraham. If you just scan the verses preceding verse eight and the few verses after, you will see name upon name, of men and women who impacted, made an impact for the kingdom of God, and they did it how? They did it by faith. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Brenda. By faith, Kaylee. By faith, Ashley. By faith, Michael. By faith, Anthem Church. If we wanna make an impact for the king and the kingdom, it has to be by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called, there's the word of God. There's the word of God being spoken into Abraham's heart. I want you to allow your eyes just to drop down to verse 23. Verse 23 says, says this, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child. Sometimes God speaks His promise to us not by a word, but by things He allows us to see. 
Sometimes faith comes by hearing. Sometimes faith comes by God opening the eyes of our hearts to the reality of the things that He wants to do. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance. There's the Word of God declaring the promises of God. Again, I want you to think about your faith journey. Think about the things that you've written down in those journals or on your smartphone. The faith journey that God has for each of you. Every faith journey starts with the Word of God declaring or making known the promise of God. The second thing that I want to remind us about faith is that our response to God's Word is faith. Now, I know that seems like an obvious thing to say, but, but that's, the, that's the currency, that's the language that, God resp- that enables us to, to interact and respond to God. He speaks His promise and and the response that He's looking for is faith. Faith is simply believing God. Faith is, is trusting that God would do what He said He would do. Again, look at verse eight. Abraham believed God and so verse eight, he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Or in your case, insert your name, believed God, because even though he or she did not know when God was gonna do it or how God was gonna do it, but God is looking for a response of obedience. That word, that word is so challenging. That word obedience is so challenging. In the world in which we live, we're we're so quick to try and quantify success. Because of our exposure to the world, we try to quantify kingdom success by things that we measure. How fast, how big, how much? And I wanna say kingdom success is not quantified by measurable things. Kingdom success is measured relationally. Because I know God, I can trust God. And because I trust God, I love God. And because I love God, I wanna obey God. That's the picture, that's the understanding of obedience and, and kingdom success. Faith is, is trusting in God's faithfulness. We, we, we are able to believe God and to obey His Word because we ultimately trust in the fact that God is gonna do the thing He said He would do. God, we believe God is both willing and able to fulfill His promise. There's a beautiful verse in 2 Chronicles chapter six at the dedication of the, of the temple that Samuel uh, was able to build. And he declares this in 2 uh, Chronicles six. This is Samuel's prayer. He says, sorry, not Samuel's prayer, Solomon's prayer. He says, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way, You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. Listen to this. With your mouth, you have promised. God is willing to fulfill his promise. With your mouth, you have have promised. And with your hand, you have fulfilled it. You see, God is not just willing and God is not just able, but God is both willing and able to fulfill the things that he has spoken over your life and over mine. Every faith journey starts with the Word of God declaring the promise of God. And the second thing is our response to the Word of God is faith. Thirdly, and this one you'll know if you've been part of Anthem Church for any length of time because I preach it all the time. The great reward, the great result of every faith journey is not the promise of God fulfilled, although God fulfills His promise. 
The great reward of every faith journey is intimacy with Jesus. When we go on a faith journey, when we begin this journey of trusting God to fulfill His promise, ultimately what happens is we fall more in love with Jesus. We end up closer to Jesus. God doesn't just speak His words. God doesn't just reveal promises. He's revealing hope and revealing His heart. We all know the power of words, the power of words to destroy, the power of words to to cut down, but we also know the power of words to build up, the power of words to encourage, the power of words to release hope. You guys know the story we've been through as a family with with, um, Hannah's brain bleed and and you know, the journey that we've been on as a, as a family and as a church. And I remember so clearly when the doctors told us that there may be a possibility she'll, she'll never speak. And I remember on day two or so, I can't remember the details, but I think it was on day two, after it was clear that she was gonna live, we, I walked into the ICU and she had the, the breathing apparatus removed and, and she, uh, we weren't sure whether she would be able to speak. We'd just spoken to the doctors that morning. They were concerned about that. And I so clearly remember walking into her room and hearing, seeing her face and she opened her eyes and she smiled and then she whispered, hey dad. Those words, hey dad, those words, they were just words, but they released such hope, they released such life, they, it, it drew me closer to her. And I wanna say how much more when our heavenly father speaks his promises over us, how much more when God declares the things that he wants to do in us and through us. God doesn't just wanna communicate with us, God desires that communication from him becomes communion with him and intimacy with him when we learn to respond by faith to his word. Think of those prophetic promises that God has spoken to you that you've written down in your journal. How did God speak those things? Was it a dream, a prophetic word, life of God on a piece of scripture? God giving you a vision of of breakthrough in a situation or a circumstance that you're in? But I I want you to think about as that word became a a deeper understanding, think of how your hearts begin to burn. Think of how, 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 how hope begins to surge in your heart. It's because God is not ultimately just speaking a promise. He's drawing him, he's drawing you closer to him. Every faith journey starts with the word of God. Our response to God's word is faith. And the great reward of every faith journey is intimacy with Jesus. Fourthly and lastly, the great testimony of every faith journey is not our faith, but God's faithfulness. At the end of every faith journey, people are not gonna say, oh my goodness, Susie, you're an incredible uh, uh, servant of the Lord and you are an incredible servant of the Lord, Susie. But we're not gonna marvel at Susie's faith. We're gonna marvel at God's faithfulness that was on display in Susie's life. That's the great testimony of every single faith journey. A life that is lived by faith ultimately testifies to the faithfulness of God. And God wants that to be the case in each and every one of the faith journeys that you are on. I wanna take a moment, if I ask if you can turn to Hebrews chapter 12, the, the chapter right after the one that we've just briefly looked at. Hebrews chapter 12, the first verse and a half is actually my all-time favorite few verses on faith. And it's the section of Scripture that we've chosen to base this Leadership Summit around. And I wanna just take a moment to, to, to make a few comments about uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one and two, the, the, the first half of, of chapter, uh, sorry, verse one and the first half of verse two. And the writer of the book of Hebrews says, therefore, in other words, in the light of all that I've just written on faith, 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, I'm I, I gonna pause there and say, I know that the writer of this book is, is, is referencing the, the heroes of faith, men and women throughout the centuries that are right now before the throne of Jesus worshiping God. I know that's specifically what he's, or he or she, whoever wrote this book is, is, is referring to, but I wanna suggest there is a great cloud of witnesses in this room. I wanna suggest as you look around you and you, are, and you see brothers and sisters in Christ who are on, the, on a faith journey as well, they also, we also represent this great cloud of witnesses. That we are surrounded by, by brothers and sisters. We need to be a people that stay together with one another as we continue this uh, journey of faith. I'm absolutely convinced this Christian life and, and particularly every faith journey is not, it, it's, it's not possible to do alone. It's hard enough as it is. And, and when we isolate ourselves, I think that is the quickest way that the enemy begins to uh, uh, dilute and, and, and deaden the plans and purposes of God is when, he, when we find ourselves isolated from one another. We're gonna learn tomorrow afternoon about anthem anatomy which is a, a vital, exciting, critical, uh, uh, what I believe life-giving uh, um, uh, uh, framework that is gonna allow each of us to experience the life of God as we, as we express uh, uh, the reality, the, the, the privilege of community together. To get, to get to experience what God is doing in and through Anthem Church as we enjoy community together. The other thing I wanna say is there is incredible power when we link arms and we do things side by side. I don't wanna unpack the, the next slide too much, but I wanna just show it to you and you can write it down if you want, if you can go to the next slide real quick. This is a mathematical equation that I've been thinking through. It's actually not a mathematical equation. It's actually, I'll, I'll walk you through it real quick. But, but to me, it speaks of something of what I believe God wants to do with Anthem Church in the coming season. Now, you might be thinking, what on earth does that mean? Let me quickly take, take you through it. You can get a grasp for it. And we're gonna cover this in the next couple years, over the next you know, year or two. You're gonna see this equation a lot. You're gonna hear about it a lot. R, R stands for me, is the revelation of Jesus. Individuals having a revelation of Jesus, all of Jesus is, is, is pulsating in Anthem Church's heart. We don't wanna pick and choose which aspect of Jesus we love. We want all of Jesus. A revelation of Jesus, R, revelation of Jesus multiplied by S. S is a, is a realization, a, an understanding that you and I have that we live with, an, with, with a sentness that comes from heaven. What that simply means is that we understand, we have a realization that you and I, just as God sent Jesus, Jesus sends us. Every single day when you step out of the door and you step into the city or into your place of work or into your school, you are being sent by Jesus to bring His kingdom to the sphere of influence entrusted to you. R, the revelation of Jesus, S, that, that realization that we live with this calling of being sent. X represents the number of people in our community who grasp the reality of being sent. And I think sometimes we can settle for that to mean some when the Word of God exhorts us to trust that all 
would realize that we live with this, with this calling of being sent. Our revelation of Jesus S, that this, this realization that we are being sent X, the number of people who have linked arms together and know that we are being called to, to go out and make a kingdom impact, all of that to the power of A, to the power of the anointing of God the exponential increase that can only come by the anointing of God. All of that together equals this M, multi-generational, multicultural, multi, this, this, this vast group of people with different gifting coming together to bring about a kingdom impact and increase. All that to say, friends, we can do so much more when we link arms and celebrate the uniqueness that we bring, but understand together we are called to be sent by God. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. And let me say, we need to learn to be a people that keep in step with the Spirit because only the Holy Spirit is able to, to set us free from sin and distraction and to empower us so that we can persevere. Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. The race that is marked out for us. Each one of us, the, the, the beautiful thing about faith, it is a common journey to every single one of us, but it is unique to every person sitting here. God reveals aspects of His character through the promises that He makes to us. God reveals aspects of His character through the promises that He makes to us. Let me explain that. There's this beautiful phrase in the Old Testament. It says it repeatedly. They called on the name of the Lord. You may have come across that. Time and time again, they called on the name of the Lord. To call on the name of the Lord simply means to call out to God as He has revealed Himself. A simple illustration. When we heard the news of Hannah, and while she was in surgery, we prayed and we heard God say, she will make a full recovery. And so for the last year and a half or so, we have stood on that promise. God revealed the promise, I will heal Hannah. And so we were able to call on the Lord as He revealed Himself. God, You declared that You would heal. We cry out to You as healer. And so the homework that I wanna give you is to ask, you need to ask yourself this question. Through the promises that God has given me that you've written down in your journal, how is God revealing Himself? Through the promises that God is, has given you, how is God revealing Himself? Because that's the way we get to call out to God. That's the way we get to grow in our revelation of who God is. The unique way that He is revealing Himself to each of us. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the only one who is constant through the faith journey. You and I know that there are ups and downs in every faith journey, but Jesus through it all is constant and that's why we fix our eyes on Him. The author of our faith, the one who speaks the promises here and the perfecter of our faith, the one who will ensure that the promises are fulfilled. Every faith journey will be challenged. You and I know that. It's, it, it's challenging just by virtue simply of being a journey. I mean, faith in its, in its very nature is, is God speaks a promise and immediately God doesn't fulfill that promise. You guys know that there is a journey to, to, to walk in order for that promise to be fulfilled. That alone is challenging. 
But I think there are additional challenges. I, I, I've grouped them into three simple categories, although I, I want to admit it's far more nuanced, it's far more involved than just putting kind of three different categories of challenges. The first challenge that we face in every faith journey is delay. Not Lee and Jean. Jean Lee and Jean do not challenge us in every faith journey. But the faith journey is the delay, D-E-L-A-Y, the delay. And delays come from God. God, you guys know, at times speaks a promise, but then he seems to push the pause button. If we're not facing delay, sometimes we face the reality of weakness. The realization that we are completely incapable of fulfilling the promises that God has given us. Sometimes it's delay, sometimes it's weakness, sometimes it's out and out opposition. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. Friends, we, we sometimes get so thrown when we, when we make the decision to, to respond in faith to the promise of God and then we face opposition and then we're surprised that the devil is standing against us. But whether it's delay or, or, or weakness or opposition, I wanna say those are opportunities for God to reveal something of his nature. In the midst of delay, what do we learn about God? God is faithful. He will fulfill his word. We need to learn to be patient. We need to learn to, to know that just because nothing is happening right now doesn't mean nothing will never happen. It is with faith and patience that we inherit the promise. What do we learn in the midst of weakness? We get a revelation of the grace of God that despite my weakness, despite my shortcomings, despite my inadequacies, the grace of God calls me as a son and, in, and perhaps in some of your cases, a daughter, God calls me as a child of God and by His grace, He's called me to make an impact for His kingdom. In the face of our weakness, we learn about the incredible grace of God. In the face of opposition, we learn about the victory of God. We learn about the authority of God. We learn that Jesus has achieved the victory and that you and I are called to step into the victory that Jesus has achieved. You know, there's, not, there's, not, there's nothing actually we can do about God's delays. We need to learn to stand and, and rest in the faithfulness of God. There's not much we can do about, the weak, about weakness other than rest in the fact that by God's grace, He has called me. But I wanna say, friends, there is a lot that we can do about opposition. And I feel just prophetically that this is a season where for some reason, some of us, and as a church, we've decided to take a bit of a back step. We've decided to be a little bit reluctant for some reason, and I believe God is calling us to be a people that would step into the victory that Jesus has already won for us. It doesn't guarantee that the promise will come to pass because we know there are sometimes delays and sometimes there is a, the reality of weakness. But when it comes to discerning that the devil is standing and opposing the purposes of God, I feel this is a season for us to step into the victory that Jesus has achieved. There are passages time and time again throughout the Old Testament, and I'm gonna give you a few for you to read. Exodus chapter 16, sorry, that should be Exodus chapter 14, not Exodus chapter 16. Joshua chapter six, 1 Samuel 17, 2 Chronicles 20. Four incredible passages where the people of God are facing opposition. Exodus 14 speaks about the Israelites about across the Red Sea. Egyptians are bearing down on them. The sea's in front of them and they stand there and God begins to speak through Moses. Stand firm. See the deliverance of the Lord who will fight for you. And God parts the Red Sea. But what did the Israelites have to do? 
Exactly, they had to step through the, the victory that God achieved for them. And the same happens in Joshua chapter six. God says to Joshua, Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. But immediately after that, he had to rally the Israelites and they had to march around the city seven times and lift up a shout before the walls fell. First Samuel chapter 17 is another powerful example, the story of David and Goliath. David is, is, comes to this battle scene where the Israelites are so afraid of this giant Goliath. And David comes and, he, and he's got a vision of the Lord Almighty and he says, he says to Goliath, the Lord will deliver you into my hands for the battle belongs to the Lord. And David slays Goliath. You know, so, for so long, I used to read 1 Samuel 17 the fact, it, with the eyes of the fact that we are David. And I wanna say, we are not David at all. Jesus is David. Jesus is the one who has achieved the victory. We are the Israelites. As soon as David had slayed Goliath, the Israelites rose up and they plundered the enemy camp. And friends, God is reminding us of this tonight. That yes, He's achieved the victory. Yes, He's made a way. But there's a responsibility for us to step up in faith into the victory that He has won for us. Second Chronicles 20 is a beautiful passage. You can read that. The enemy is coming against the Israelites and, and King Jehoshaphat begins to call a prayer meeting. And at this prayer meeting, one of the prophets stands up and he begins to prophesy, take up your positions, stand firm, see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be discouraged for the battle is God's. But they had to do something. The call of the Lord was for the, for the worshipers to go ahead. And they began, as they began to worship in response to the victory that God had given them, He began to set ambushes against the enemy. We need to wait for God's timing. We need to stand in God's grace. But I wanna say, friends, this is a season for us to step into the victory that Jesus has achieved for us. And we need to do so by faith. Let's bring this into land. How do we take up our position? How do we take up our position as this prophetic word came from 2 Chronicles 20? Firstly, we need to stay together with others learning to take God at His word. We need to be a people that stay together with others that are learning to, to, to take God at His word. We need to be a people that are linking arms and, and walking together, taking ground together. Secondly, we need to be a people that learn to keep in step with the Spirit. We need to be a people that learn to, to keep in step with the Spirit. Thirdly, we need to stand sure and confident on the revelation that God of, of the, on the revelation that God has given us. And all of those three things help us to do what is perhaps most important, and that is to see Jesus. To fix our eyes on Jesus. There are so many distractions that are trying to pull our eyes from Jesus. If it's not a distraction pulling our eyes from Jesus, it's the fact that we are looking at Jesus through lenses of discouragement or lenses of doubt. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God wants to remove the lenses that, 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 that fog our vision of who Jesus is. Stay together, step with the Holy Spirit, stand sure on the revelation of Jesus. Uh, on the revelation of God, see Jesus, and then finally, so that we can step into the victory that Jesus has won for us. I sent this message to the elders two weeks ago, 
and I wanna read it to you as we close this evening. This church was birthed by faith. We have planted other churches by faith. We have preached sermons, sung songs, prayed prayers, seen miracles, given lavishly, shed tears, laughed hard, and loved people by faith. Our faith journey towards our own building began with a promise from Hebrews 11 verse eight, by our faith, Abraham, and that faith journey will continue even after we move in. Were anyone to write a summary of Anthem Church or anyone in it, my hope is that it would begin like so many verses in Hebrews 11 with the words, by faith. So together, as one, let's take up our position Let's stand firm on the revelation and promise of God. Let's see His deliverance. Let's not be discouraged. Let's keep in step with the Spirit and let's step into the victory Jesus has won for us. This is a season, friends, not for us to, be, be, to step back. We can't do anything about the delays of God. When it comes to weakness, we stand in the grace of God. But when the enemy is opposing us, when the devil is coming against us, there is a victory that Jesus has already achieved on the cross through his death and resurrection. And I believe this is a time for us to step into that victory that Jesus has won for us. I'm gonna ask us if you wouldn't mind standing. We've got a five or 10 minutes left. And I would love for us just to take a moment to respond to what the Lord has been saying through the worship and what I hope and trust that he's been saying to us this evening. Maybe you can position yourself in a way to just receive from the Lord, whatever that looks like to you. Lord, we just wanna quieten our hearts before you tonight. We wanna allow you to work deeply within us to do whatever it is you need to do. Holy Spirit, would you open the eyes of our heart that we may see Jesus more completely, more fully, to see him in the fullness of his beauty and radiance. Come, Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you here tonight are in the midst of this faith journey and you are facing the reality of God's delay. It feels like you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I wanna pray now that you would have a revelation of God's faithfulness, that He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. He's not passed you by. His timing is perfect. Father, would you bring comfort to those in the midst of delay? Maybe you're here tonight and you know that God has spoken things over you, but in the quiet of the morning or the, as you go to bed at night, you are just riddled with a sense of shame because you think, how on earth could God use me? How on earth could God use me? Father, I pray for any brother and sister here tonight, Lord, 
who's struggling with an understanding of your calling and your grace. I pray right now for a revelation of grace to invade hearts and minds. And I pray for a silencing of lies in Jesus' Name. I believe God would say over some of you, the past is the past. There is no future in the past. It is done and dealt with. Lord, let Your grace be released in Jesus' Name. Let Your grace be released in Jesus' Name. Some of you are facing opposition. I know that's me. I know there are promises that God has spoken over me and I think spoken over our church. And the enemy is opposing us. Tonight, God wants us to step forward. Tonight, God wants us to step into the victory that Jesus has won for us. His word to us is not, not by might, not by power, not in our own strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Not by power, not by might, step in to the victory that you've won for us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us, anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.